really sure I had a good Sunday school. And uh, our, our pastor is not here this morning. Believe me, I would have liked to hear, hear him. I love our pastor, but he's preaching at Victory this morning, their homecoming. So remember that. Um, well, I thank God for everybody that's here. All, any visitors we may have, we're glad you're here. So uh, I'll open up with a verse of scripture. And uh, Romans 5 and 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And I thank God for that scripture and what it means. And I'm glad to be saved this morning. I'm glad to know that I know that I know. And so we'll offer a, a prayer, and then we'll turn it over to Taylor and choir. Our Heavenly Father, God, we thank you once again, God, for allowing us to be here this morning. God, just allowing us to wake up, God, and come in this place. God, a place of peace and rest. God, when we can come and leave everything in the world outside the doors, God, and come and leave our minds and thoughts on you. And God, this morning, God, we just want to lift up your name, God, and give you a little bit of praise, God, and, and glory this morning. God, let us lift our hands towards heaven. God, and we pray that heaven would rejoice upon what happens here this morning. God, that you bless and lead and guide. God, and you'd help, and God, you'd encourage. God, and that you would just move throughout the entirety of the service. And God, we'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, and amen. Turn over to Brother Taylor. Page 6. <clears throat> Yeah. 
We sure do appreciate our choir and our song leaders this morning. I appreciate them, fellas, and uh, appreciate everyone that's here. And at this time, we'll ask everybody seated to stand, and we'll take prayer requests. So. Anyone this morning with an unspoken prayer request, let's remember those. Anybody with a, a spoken prayer request this morning? No, we got a lot of people sick, so let's remember them. with a spoken prayer request. Not, let's remember this service and you guys pray and uh, let's remember Terry as he's a victory. So Mike, will you lead us in prayer? at this time if anybody have a, a song or a testimony on their heart. Anyone at all with a song or a testimony? I know I'd really appreciate it if somebody had one. Follow your hearts.
off right now. I'm just going to let it ponder for a little bit, give people plenty of time. Anybody at all has got a song or a testimony. Appreciate that. Pray for Sean. My mind gets so stressed about the world that we're in, the struggles and battles and the heartache of sin. Old Satan's attack, the church of today. They've left God's old path and found a new way. But I thank God for the altar, that's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin and that old king james bible it still works today i thank god i was saved in the old-fashioned way that old-fashioned preacher they say he must go just give us a smooth one who puts on a show. Don't sing us them old songs about dark Calvary. Just sing us a new song and happy we'll be. Oh, but I'd like to tell you I'm not going that way. I'll stay with the blood. That's the price Jesus paid. I was born in the fire. And the smoke will not do. I'm walking that old path. Brother, how about you? And I thank God for the altar, that's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin, 
and that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. Appreciate that. Appreciate Sean. Love that song. I think my favorite line of it is, I was born in the fire and the smoke will not do. Well, give me the real thing this morning. I don't want some watered-down gospel, but give me what it takes to get somebody saved. That's what I'm looking for. And so today, anybody else got a song or a testimony on their hearts? Pray for Barry. Uh, last Bible school, I was talking to the kids, and we was talking about Old Testament stuff and putting everything together. And the Bible has a lot of examples that, as we go through life, we can look at them and think of God and think of Jesus and what He did. And you know, something as simple as the sun rising, and we have a day, and the sun setting, we have a life, and it has a beginning and it has an end. But uh, when I was teaching the kids, I never, I never had a connection really in my heart or even in the slightest. I, I knew what it meant, but in the Old Testament, when they had to kill the lamb and they put the blood on the doorpost and, uh, well, there's the door. When I was teaching the kids, um, it was almost while I was explaining it to them. I said, you know, Jesus is the door. And in the Old Testament, you couldn't put all those things separately. Jesus is the rock. He's the door. He's the way, the truth, the life. The example of all those old sacrifices that they, they had to draw blood. Well, I was thinking, Lord, uh, what are you? And, and as I was talking about the cross, and I said, Jesus is the door. And then it dawned on me, if you look at almost any door, you've got to go from one place to another. And what, what struck me was most doors are held to the doorpost, which was the cross, by three pins. Anytime you go through a door, you're going from one place to another. And the reason I say that is because other churches, they will not talk about hell. But hell is real. You've got to go. You've got to enter in to that place on the other side of Jesus, in Jesus. And he's the door. He got held to that doorpost, that old cross, by three pins. And you've, you've, got, you've got to listen to him knock, and you've got to open and uh, let him in. I'll try to sing this. <clears throat> Sometimes down here, all too soon we must part. But I won't leave the ones I love a broken heart. My friends, someday if you can't find me, don't you worry, I know exactly where I'll be. 
If you don't see me tomorrow, look for me. In the morning, I'll be in glory with Jesus, my King. If you don't see me tomorrow, I'll be in that land where there's no sorrow. I'll be with Jesus in glory in the morning. You too can also do what I have done. Make sure of your trip to that home before setting sun. There will be joy in the tears of those who weep. If you've said I'll see you in the morning before you sleep. If you don't see me tomorrow, look for me. In the morning, I'll be in glory with Jesus, my King. If you don't see me tomorrow, I'll be in that land where there's no sorrow. I'll be with Jesus in glory in the morning where there's no more brokenhearted and the day has always just started i'll be with jesus in glory in the morning Appreciate that song. Appreciate Barry. I believe the youth group's coming. Y'all pray for us.
thank God for being here, and I thank God for everything that's been said and done. And, uh, uh, boy, I, I can't get that off my, my mind. I, I just stopped by. I'm, I'm ready this morning. I, I, I appreciate my life down here and all the blessings I received. Boy, but I can't wait to the day when I, I stand, land safely on heaven's shore. Yeah. Buddy, I'm excited to look Jesus eye to eye and thank him for what he's done for me. I don't know about you, but every once in a while I get to thinking about that. That one of these days, I'm going to step safely on heaven's shore. Yeah. And I'll get to see my Savior face to face. Boy, and I, I want to stand for a million years and thank him for what he's done. So I, I appreciate being here this morning. And y'all, y'all pray real hard. I just want to do the best I can to give you what God's given me. And I just want to follow the Lord with everything in me. So you pray. And uh, we'll read in the, the 16th chapter of the book of Luke today, starting in the 19th verse. Sixteenth chapter of the book of Luke, and the nineteenth verse says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue. Listen to this, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham had said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. I know this is a lot of reading, you just pray. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And I, I want to read just a little bit more scripture in another place. And, as I began to think this week, Terry called us last Sunday night and said, hey, will you take care of service? And I was nervous to say the least, but I'm honored to be here and honored to do this. And uh, God, as I began to sit down and study, God placed this thought on my mind, the necessity of redemption, the necessity of being redeemed, how necessary it is that today we be redeemed, that we are redeemed. That was my thought. And I want to read just a little bit more scripture in, the, in 1 Peter in chapter 1. and verse 18 it says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of, of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so you pray today, I, I just want to follow the Lord, and I'm going to do my best to explain to you what God's shown me. And I sure do love the scripture of, of Lazarus and the beggar and, and, and uh, the rich man. And it's preached on so many times, and I, I won't do it justice like the other fellows do. Uh, but I want to start today in talking about the person of Lazarus and the, the rich man. And we see that when we read the first verse, it says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fared sumptuously every day. 
And as we read on in that chapter, we see that uh, both of the fellows died, and it said that the, the beggar Lazarus, who had laid at the gate of the rich man, uh, would end up being in Abraham's bosom, and the, the, the rich man would end up in hell. And But it said he was in torment. And I begin to think about that today, that though while on earth the rich man may have been happy and may have been satisfied, the beggar Lazarus was rich far beyond compared to the rich man. Do you see what I'm saying? Though the world may have looked upon the rich man and said, man, he's got everything. He's got all it takes. He, he must be so happy. My friend, there was a spot down on the inside of him that was not satisfied. And though, may, though Lazarus may have been a beggar laid at the gate of the rich man, my friend, I believe he had joy unspeakable. What was it? He was saved. He was born again. He knew that he was going to heaven, my friend. He had riches beyond compare. Though the world may have seen the rich man as someone to look upon and lust upon and someone to be jealous of, my friend, today we ought to be jealous if he ain't saved of Lazarus. Do you see what I'm saying? We ought to be jealous of Lazarus, my friend, because he had the Spirit of God on his life. I don't know about this. I begin to think about this. That I can see Lazarus. This isn't Scripture, but this is just my thoughts. I can see Lazarus maybe as he's at the gate of the rich man and people are passing by and people are walking by and he may be there homeless and torn up and not, not any, any good clothes on, my friend, but I can see him saying, can I tell you about Jesus? Can I tell you about what God's done for me in my life? My friend, he may have been poor, but he was rich beyond compare. My friend, he was redeemed. He was born again. And so you pray this morning, it says that the rich man had died and lifted up his, his eyes in hell and was in torments. And he saw him afar off. And he said, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in his flame. And I began to think about the rich man there. And what, what a sad scripture to read, but it gets me... It puts energy in me to tell people about Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying? My friend, we see that the rich man missed his opportunity in life to be saved. And I begin to think about the necessity of redemption. And the rich man probably had trust and faith in his riches, in his natural riches. He thought, you know what, this is going to take me on. This is going to carry me, my friend. But it was all in vain because when he died and he lifted up his eyes in hell and he realized he was in torments, he realized that the riches of this world were going to do nothing for him. My friend, they had all burned up. They were no longer anything to him, my friend. But let's look at the person of Lazarus. When Lazarus died, Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, but Lazarus was safe. Lazarus had what it took to cross over Jordan. Do you see what I'm saying? The rich man had faith in his riches and look where it got him, my friend. The things of this world will get you nowhere but in hell. My friend, it's necessary today that we be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That's what will carry us over. It's not riches. It's not me having money. It's not me having a suit on. It's not gold and it's not silver, but it's the precious blood of the Lamb that redeems poor lost souls and carries them yawn over to heaven. Do you see what I'm saying today? My friend, the rich man thought he had everything. The world may have been at his feet my friend but he was missing the most important thing that you could ever get and that was being redeemed and so that's my thought this morning being redeemed my friend it takes the Lord and it takes Jesus you're not going to be redeemed by the things of this world you're not going to be redeemed by silver and gold my friend but if you'll call out to a holy God and say God I know your son died for me God and I know he went and paid the ultimate price on Calvary that's when you'll be redeemed that's when you can get redemption my friend Jesus paid the price for you and I and now it's up to us my friend I thank God that I'm saved and I've chosen eternal life 
And so you pray today. It says, and besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, and neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And so what, what a sad part in this scripture. We see the rich man was in hell when he was talking to Abraham. He said, Abraham, would you just send five? Would you just send a, a few people to my, 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 my father's house that they testify to my brothers? He said, I don't want them to come to this place, my friend. I promise you today, hell is a place that you do not want to go to. And my friend, it's just as real today as it was yesterday and it will be tomorrow. My friend, hell is a real place. The world today wants to turn that to the side. I see that's mean, that's harsh. It's just, we don't want to hear about hell. Tell us about the joys of heaven. My friend, when I was lost, my thought was, I don't want to go to hell. I wasn't thinking about heaven until after I got saved. I was thinking about the fact that I, don't want, I didn't want to be in eternal torment. But I can see this rich man, maybe he's, he's there. But he's in torment. I, I can just see it, man. He's, he's struggling. He's saying, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. And he's talking to Abraham. He said, Abraham, would you please just send, send a few people to my brethren that they testify that I don't want them to come here. I want to say this today. The rich man missed his opportunity to testify to his brothers. Boy, he missed his opportunity. He had his opportunity in life to get saved and tell them. And he soon realized that it was a mistake, didn't he? He realized, oh my goodness, the mistake that I've made. Now my brothers, they don't know about Jesus and I, I wasn't saved and now they're going to be in a place called hell. My friend, I want to say today, it's essential that we live and coordinate our life to show Jesus how essential is it, preacher, that we live for the Lord. I'm telling you, if you look to your left and to your right, and if there's somebody lost, it's essential, my friend, that we live for the Lord. My friend, you may be the only person that, that they ever see that lives for Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying today? It's absolutely essential that we as the people of God may see the world doing their thing, but we say, you know what? I'm going to do what God says. I'm going to do what God says is right. I'm going to keep marching on for the glory of God. And I'm going to keep praying for lost souls. And I'm going to keep seeing people come to an altar. Do you see what I'm saying today? It is absolutely essential that we take the time that we've got to live for the Lord because the life is but a and it's here one second it's gone the next my friend this may be the last second we're here it's absolutely essential that we live for the Lord and so today the necessity of redemption is what my heart's really on and I'll close here soon I'll ask Taylor to get us a song it's absolutely necessary do you see what I'm saying it's what will take you to heaven is redemption nothing of this world can take us but Jesus, I thank God for that day. We'll ask everybody seated to stand. Ask them to sing when they're ready. How about it today? Are you in the spot where you're telling people about Jesus? Have you been telling people about what the Lord's done for you? Testifying of His goodness and grace? Or maybe you're here and you're lost. My friend, don't end up like that rich man. Take the opportunity while you can. If the rich man could give us any advice today, advice today, he'd say, don't come where I am. He'd say, take the chance and go to heaven. Don't come to this place where I am. It's up to you today.
God's giving you the faith this morning. He's giving you opportunity. You just got to step out. say something before I do. I, I'm telling you today, if we could just lift the lid off of hell for about five minutes, I believe this altar would be flooded. If we could let people really grasp what hell is, and I don't understand it all. I don't, I'm not saying I do. My friend, but I believe these altars would be flooded. Preacher, what are you saying today? Take the chance while you can, my friend. This may be the last opportunity you have. I've seen it all around us. People are dying young. People are dying every day. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. My friend, we ought to be running to the altars this morning. Whether you're out of church or whether you're lost, we ought to be running to get right with God. Ought to be running, my friend. I pray today you'd move. Go ahead and sing when you're ready. Come. your prayers and uh, I appreciate everybody singing and doing what the Lord asked them to do and so uh, at this time watch everybody be seated um, and we'll turn it over well I guess I'll do the announcements you got you do now um, it says there's a baby shower for uh, Mally Messick uh, September the 18th at 11 a.m. at Westminster United Baptist Church, and that's the address is up here if you want to come. This is RSVP with Deb Kirkendall or Mally Messick, and they're registered at Amazon and Target. And then, you guys have a food driver? You need to announce that. Do I need to announce the food driver? You guys got that? Okay. There is a food drive September the 5th through September the 26th. It says canned goods and sugar are most needed, and please place on table at the entrance of the fellowship hall. mission group and uh, you're going to get a paper today and this is really really needed the first it's two pages the first page tells you that Krista Hunter school needs donations of cash and the paper explains why because 
Linda Brock's been talking to the teachers and Krista, and she knows exactly what they need. She's ordering it on Amazon and sending it straight to them. It's the most efficient way to get them what they need as fast as they can, because you're, you're probably thinking, why do we need cash? Because you've got to pay for these things. So there's going to be one of the youth is going to stand at the back with an offering plate. We're going to do this the whole month of September because these supplies are expensive. Um, the second page tells you the second part of the school drive. We are helping any area school that we have, and I need you to bring in book bags, papers, pencils, and there's a list of everything. And you say, well, why can't they buy their own? They can't. Things are tight. Things are expensive. And it is a true mission because uh, when we sent stuff to Krista's school, there's a gentleman that's not saved, and he said, why would your church care about us? They don't know us. And she was able to witness to that man and tell him that's what God does. And um, that's the same way with these area schools. They'll say, why are you bringing supplies? Because God told us to. It's a witness. It's a mission. So I truly appreciate any help we can get with this. And we're going to do it the whole month of September. And her food drive is just as important. There's people that need help. And um, that's what our church does. And I am so appreciative of the people that give and they don't ask why, they just say, yep, that's what we do. So I'm gonna thank you in advance. Um, we do have youth group next Sunday. Um, it'll be our normal ages and normal times. So the younger youth, which is fifth grade and under, will stay until three and the big kids will stay all day. Um, I think we're gonna have some kind of soup of some sort for lunch, probably chili or something, because it is fall. You gotta keep it in the theme, right? So uh, remember that, bring your clothes, that way you can play and have a good time. And then we are gonna do pray the halls in the fellowship hall right after church. Anybody else have any announcements? Anybody got anything else? In our hearts and minds are clear. If anybody wants to say something. If not, I'll ask everybody seated to stand. And we'll ask Carl to play the greatest missile. I just wanted to be thankful this morning for the opportunity to be in your house. To thank the Father for your words. And how great thing has been done by him for the songs and the spirit that's been here. Father, we thank you for all your goodness and mercy, how you've treated us all down through life. God, you've been so good. And most of all, you sent Jesus out of glory to die in our place that we could have life. And we thank you, God, for that glorious hope. And we pray, God, as we're leaving here this morning, that you watch over us and care for us and help us, our Father, that we might be able to return tonight, our Father, to worship you in spirit and truth. And in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.